Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. God is breaking chains. Amen. It's happening, folks. It is happening. And I hope that in amongst all of the, the scary news and the, the fear-mongering, I hope that you're also finding, uh, seeking out, even if you have to seek it out, I hope you're seeking out some of the wonderful things that God is doing in people's lives. And there's some miracle things that are taking place. And uh, God is breaking change in people's lives. It's an awesome thing. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, if you can turn in your Bibles there. And while you're turning there, let me just take care of a couple things. First of all, amen, let's give a big shout of welcome to, amen, baby Corbin Lee Brothers. Amen, amen. First service with us today, Corbin Lee. Uh, may not be awake right now, that's all right, but we'll, we'll, we're very thankful that God has brought a, a healthy child into another healthy child into the brother's uh, household and uh, the miracle of all life, amen, is something that God is praised for. And so we, we are so thankful for that, amen. Also, uh, let me just remind you that uh, we're going to get into the word now. I hope you've been participating in prayer. I hope you've been participating in the worship. And now we're getting into the word. Uh, please, let's make sure that these uh, live stream sessions are used to focus on what is taking place right then and kind of keep the side conversations uh, to a minimum. Uh, you have plenty of time the remainder of the day to have all kinds of side conversations, and I hope that you're making connections outside of these live streams and talking to people. Amen. But let's see if we can't uh, stay focused now on the preaching and what God has for us. Matthew chapter 7. And uh, I come to us today with uh, just a simple thought that God has placed upon my heart that I feel like is, is necessary, and, I, and it's for all of us. And we're going to begin reading with verse 7, and we'll read through verse 11. Jesus speaking, ask, everybody say ask, amen, ask, and it shall be given you, seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Everybody say ask him. Amen. A simple thought today that I want to challenge us and encourage us with is just ask Jesus. Just ask Jesus. Now I, I know I have most likely shared this illustration before uh, and uh, but we maybe we've got some new people on here today. But uh, I was uh, in school and as a young kid, and my family took a trip. And while we were on that trip, the class learned how to read a clock. I'm talking about an old school clock with the second hand, the minute, the hour, and all of that. The little moving arms, if you will. And, uh, and while we were gone on that trip, the, my classmates and everybody learned how to read a clock. And I came back and realized I had missed it. And instead of just asking, uh, how do I do this? How, I don't understand how to read a clock. I instead tried to cover that up for many years. Many, many years. And I was reminded of that recently when my youngest son, who was six years old and in kindergarten, uh, was showing us that now he knows how to read uh, the old school clock. And I thought, six years old in kindergarten, and I was in middle school uh, before I ever told anybody that I didn't know how to read a clock. And so uh, it just, it reminds me, every time one of my kids would learn how to read a clock at such a young age, I would always think to myself, why didn't I just ask? 
Why didn't I just ask somebody how to do it? I, I didn't even have to ask the teacher. Why didn't I just ask a, a, my brother or, or, or my, my parents or somebody how to read uh, uh, the clock? And so uh, he, he just there are some things uh, that you just have to ask. You just have to ask the question. And, 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 and that came to my mind because uh, this past month I have probably heard more questions that, that we don't have answers to than, than maybe I have ever heard. And, and, and more people are asking questions. They're asking their neighbors questions. They're asking their friends questions. They're asking their family members questions. They're asking their government questions. They're getting online and they're asking questions. And it seems like every single day we have more questions and still no answers. The, the question mark gets bigger. Uh, but the answers seem uh, non-existent. And the thought came to my mind that that is a challenging way for people to live, and that is a difficult way for people to live. And, and so maybe uh, it's time that we ask somebody else. Amen. Maybe it's time that instead of asking everybody we know uh, uh, about uh, what do you think the answer to this, how is this going to turn out, what do you think the outcome is going to be, uh, how, what do you think the solution is, uh, uh, what are they going to do next, how long is this going to last, maybe the, uh, the answer is not ever going to be found that we're looking for right now in anyone else except in Jesus Christ. Maybe we need to get our focus differently and get down in our knees and begin to to pray and begin to ask God uh, what is going on and more importantly God what do you want to do in me Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I, I feel like that that's where we're at in this process is that we need to begin to ask God uh, about, okay, Lord, uh, uh, I may not understand what's going on in my world, uh, but I need to know what you're trying to do in me. What can I get out of this? What can I learn out of this? Uh, are you trying to get my attention? Lord, if you're, if you're trying to get my attention, here I am. I, I want you to speak to me. I want you to help me. I want you to talk to me. I'm going to ask my questions to the one who has all the answers. I want to ask my questions to the one who is the answer. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord, somebody. Amen. Jesus is the answer. Oh, hallelujah. Shout that right now where you are. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. And so we have someone to ask who actually has some answers. Now, I understand that we live in unique times and, and the churches are being asked to, to respond and, and try to help. We're asked to find a way to still present the Word of God to people and, and, and we're doing it right now, this, this method, and we're trying other things as well. And I, 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 I know that we cannot be your only source of Bible knowledge and we cannot be your only source of interaction with the Word of God, that, that we are not the only avenue by which uh, that you can you can and connect uh, to the spiritual. You, you, you can, uh, and mo most of you are, but if you are not, uh, you must find a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, now more than ever, it is of utmost necessity uh, that you find a personal relationship, that you begin a dialogue, uh, that you get into a conversation, if you will, uh, with Jesus. Uh, amen. The church uh, and the ministry, uh, amen. Amen. can assist you in accomplishing this. We are here to help you to understand what that means. We are here to guide you and give you resources. If you reach out to us, we will, we will help you as much as we can to get that connected to Jesus. But I'm telling you right now, if this is your only connection, then you're going to struggle. You have got to have a connection with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You have got to have a a personal relationship with the almighty creator who became our savior you have got to know hallelujah that what is happening in our world right now uh, it's not just a fluke uh, it's not just some weird thing out of left field uh, but there is a happening uh, that is designed in so many ways uh, to wake us up uh, and get us to ask jesus uh, just ask jesus oh hallelujah oh hallelujah Amen. I decided a long time ago that I would spend the rest of my life assisting people in this, trying to help people get connected to Jesus, 
trying to help people get a relationship with God. I also decided long ago that I would never use fear to accomplish that. That I would never use fear tactics to try to get people to serve the Lord. Fear is not how you reach lost souls for Jesus. Fear is not how you disciple people to be ready for heaven. Fear is not how you grow the church of the living God. And it's for one glaring reason. The thing that they are currently afraid of will change. The thing that they are afraid of that is, is used as a tool of manipulation to try to get them to somehow become a Christian or to somehow uh, give their life to Christ, uh, that thing eventually goes away. That thing eventually changes. That thing eventually gives way to some other type of fear. And I'm just going to say it like this. Uh, Fear-driven prayer will stop when the fear is gone. And fear-driven Bible reading and study will stop when the fear is gone. And fear-driven morality will stop when the fear is gone. If I had to, if I had to guess, there's probably a, a little bit higher standard of morality present in our nation right now. My guess is that there's probably a little bit, an uptick on the moral code of people in our world today and dare I say even in our church today uh, things that they were dealing with uh, but they just really didn't have enough motivation uh, they didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus uh, and they weren't uh, they weren't getting rid of it uh, but now because of what is happening uh, and because of what is going on uh, their morality uh, has taken a, a turn for the better and I'm not saying that's a bad thing I'm glad that that's happening uh, but I will tell you this if fear is the reason why somebody decides to live a little bit more moral life right now when this thing goes away they're going to go right back to the way they were living before when the fear is gone when the sun comes up again when the storm ceases when life gets back to normal they're going to get right back amen to their level of morality that they were living before that is not what we're trying to accomplish we are trying to get people to fall in love with Jesus we're trying to get people to to fall in love with the word of God. We're trying to get people to fall in love with the idea that they can have a daily relationship with the Lord God Almighty. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord, somebody, if you believe that, if you know that that's true and necessary in our lives today. Oh, somebody shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Scripture boldly declares in Paul's words to his son in the faith, Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6, Paul writes, Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance, Timothy, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Timothy had received the gift of God. In prayer he had been empowered. In seeking he had find. In asking he had received. And Paul uses an analogy of a fire that has once burned bright but now has been left alone and is almost burned out. And he uses this analogy and he says that, that there needs to be a breath that comes upon those coals again. There needs to be some air movement. There needs to be a stirring that happens, hallelujah, upon where that fire used to roar, but now it has almost died out. It needs to be revived. Somebody said revived. It needs to be revived. And Paul encourages him that he needs to stir up the gift of God. But the next very next verse in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, he says to Timothy, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I want to remind some Holy Ghost-filled believers here today about what you got inside of you. Amen. You've been given power you've been given love you've been given a sound mind hallelujah what you have not 
been given from God is a spirit of fear. So I'm talking to the church for just a second here. But if you've been dealing with it, man, fear in your life, amen, that's not from God. And if you're struggling with fear, that's not from God. It's time that you stir up the gift. Oh, hallelujah. It's time that you stir up the gift of God that you've been given. It's time that you stir up the power. Hallelujah. That you stir up the love. That you stir up the sound mind that comes from the Spirit of the Lord. And I'll just say this. If you're watching today and you don't understand what I'm talking about, let me encourage you for just a moment. The trials of this life are not empowered to destroy you. The difficulties of life are not supposed to run you into the ground. Your joy should not be gone. Your peace should not be depleted. The reason life's challenges and hardships are affecting you so negatively is because you are attempting to do something that is superhuman. Oh, hallelujah. You are trying to manage and you are trying to survive in this life without the power of the Spirit of God working inside of you. You need the Spirit of God active in your life. You need the power of the Holy Ghost active in your life. You are not a bad person. You are not a weak person. You are simply not designed by God to do this life alone. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Hallelujah. We need Jesus. Every morning when I wake up, give me Jesus. When I lay down at night, I need Jesus. I don't need to just understand that he's out there somewhere. I don't need to just have a, a theological understanding of him. I don't need to just know him as a storybook form or something I heard in Sunday school when I was a kid. I need to know that he is alive and that he is moving and not just in other people but in me oh, hallelujah I need to know that the power of the almighty God is working in me oh hallelujah oh hallelujah don't try to be superhuman don't try to do something you were never designed to do. The reason that that heavy load feels like it's crushing you is because you are taking upon yourself more than you can bear. The Bible declares that God will never put upon us more than we can bear. It's not God that is putting it upon you. It is you that is putting it upon you. You're bringing too much stuff into your life and you're not doing it the way you were designed to do it. The Lord is offering us power. Oh, somebody say power. Somebody shout power. He is offering us power. Power that protects and, and provides for us. Power that is present in the day and in the night, in the good times and in the bad times. Power that propels us into victorious living. He's saying, I've got power for you, but it's, it's not power in you, in your own strength. It's power in you, which is the Spirit of God. You have got to decide in yourself that I need more. I want more. There's more available for me in Jesus, and I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him for that. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He's offering us power. He's also offering us love. And he's offering us a sound mind. Everybody wants love. The ability to both give and receive love is a, is, a, is a gift of God. True love, real love. Not superficial love. Not lust. Not temporary. But the ability to give and receive true love. Godly love. Pure love. Amen. That is only found in Jesus. And a sound mind, a sound mind is offered to us as well. A clear understanding, right judgment, knowing what to do, understanding, amen, your own behavior, understanding other people, having a clarity. Oh, hallelujah. You say, well, now you're starting to sound superhuman. No, it's not superhuman. This is what we have promised to us when we have the Spirit of God in our life. When we are filled, hallelujah, stir up the gift. 
that is inside of you and if you don't have the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, amen uh, you're struggling to do something on your own that you will never be able to do but I'm saying just ask Jesus uh, just ask Jesus uh, amen uh, it's not overly complicated just ask Jesus Jesus said, Jesus said it like this in John 15 verses 5 through 7 I am the vine you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. I want you to notice here that Jesus is encouraging relationship and not just relationship, but a connection, a relationship that by his design, he says, will bring forth much fruit. It'll bring forth much fruit. He follows this with truth. And even though the truth may sting a bit, it's still truth because he says, for without me, you can do nothing. Somebody say nothing. Look at the person next to you and say nothing. Nothing. He says, without me, you can do nothing. He's not saying that oh, you can do a lot. You can do a lot by yourself and. He's not, he's not saying, well, it's really up to you. If, if you want some help, I might be able to bring a little bit additional to the table. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. Without me, Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. Once again, I want to point out, this is not a fear tactic. This is long-term planning. This is vines and branches. This is life-changing connection. This is relationship. This is long-term. This is what something that brings forth life and joy and peace. This is what produces fruit in our life, not fear. It produces fruit in our life. And on top of this promise of, of closeness and connection to God uh, as our life source, uh, he adds this limitless promise uh, to those who would choose him. He says, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done done hallelujah unto you you shall ask what you will and when you've got the connection when you've got the connection to the vine when you're a branch that's connected to the life source you can ask some things and when you ask them it shall be given it shall be done unto you can I consider this with you today and can I encourage someone to consider this with me what if you've been asking your Yourself to do too much what if you've been asking others to be too much for you oh hallelujah I would challenge you to consider today if you constantly feel like every human being in your life is failing you, if you constantly feel like every uh, fellow human in your world, every other person has let you down and has failed you. Amen. Uh, I, I, I know it's different case by case, uh, but maybe it, it would be a good time this morning to ask yourself, what if I'm asking other people to be too much for me? What if you're trying to find in others what you can only find in Jesus? Oh, hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. What if you're looking in, in for in others what can only be found in Him? What if you're trying to get from others what you can only receive from Him? What if you're relying on other people to come through for you in ways that only Jesus can come through for you? What if the simple solution to all of our shortcomings, and what if the simple answer can be found if we just ask Jesus? Just ask Jesus. Just ask Jesus. What if we just ask Jesus the questions of our heart? What if we just ask Jesus to help us with the weights that we're carrying? What if we just ask Jesus, amen, to wash us, to cleanse us, to forgive us? Amen. He's able to do it. He's able to do it. I'm encouraging somebody in the Holy Ghost today. You got to lift your eyes and you got to get your question on your lips and you got to say, Jesus, I've got something to ask you today. Just ask Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Give yourself permission to admit you don't know. Oh, hallelujah. My God. My God. Oh, hallelujah. Give yourself permission to just say, I, I don't know. The reason why We've got a constant barrage of people on the news and on the social media and a constant barrage of people that are giving us a different solution and a different answer every day to the same problem and yet nobody seems to know what they're talking about but yet they come out with another thing and another thing and another thing. The reason is is because they don't want to say, I don't no. Because they're scared that if they say, I don't know, that that's going to create panic. And the truth of the matter is, I don't know about you. and I know how I would react, but I, don't, I can't say how everyone else would react. They may be right. It might cause panic if they just say, we don't know. But I'll tell you who wouldn't be panicked. Oh, hallelujah. I'll tell you who wouldn't be panicked. It's people who have got the gift of God inside of them. It's people that are filled with the spirit of the almighty God. Their ever-present help. Hallelujah. I've got an ever-present help in time of trouble. Amen. It don't matter storm or sunshine. i got a Jesus who is with me. He's going to take care of me. Everything's going to be all right. Oh, hallelujah. You say, how do you know? I know because I know Jesus. Because I know Jesus. You say, well, what happens if you get sick tomorrow? I got to get sick tomorrow. That doesn't deny the fact that I've got a Jesus that's on my side, that I've got a Jesus who's got my back. Amen. I got to tell somebody right now, you need to give yourself permission to say, I don't know. But then the next thing you need to do is lift your hands and lift your eyes under the heavens and start asking Jesus, Jesus, I don't know. But what do you know? I don't know, but what do you know? I've got questions I can't answer, but Jesus, now I'm asking you. Now I'm asking you. Oh, hallelujah. After the death and the burial and the resurrection, Jesus ascended into heaven. John 14, 26 says the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the power of God, the presence of God, the spirit of God. That comforter came into their lives on the day of Pentecost, the Bible tells us. It didn't just come into their presence, it came into their person. I want you to understand that. It didn't just come into their presence, it came into their person. They were filled, the Bible says, with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they recognized that it was the comforter. They recognized that it was the comforter that Jesus had told them about before he left because he said that would come into their lives. And it came, and when it came, the Bible says that they begin to speak with other tongues. And thank God for our children's lesson today. 
I was talking about this as well. They began to speak with other tongues. They knew now that the presence of God, the comfort of God, the Spirit of God was not just in their presence, but it was in their person. That is a major significance. People all the time, people tell me that they, they have the Spirit of God. But yet they struggle with things. They're dealing with, with, with things that they don't seem to have a power source for or a hope for or an ability to handle. And, 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 and then I begin to talk with them and I begin to dialogue with them. And I begin to realize that they, like so many other people I have met in my lifetime, they have been around the presence of God. They have been in rooms where the Spirit of God was moving. They have prayed and they have felt the Spirit of God where they were. But it is a significant difference. And I need you to hear me today. And I'm saying this with as much love as I can say it. But it is of absolute necessity that we understand there is a major significant difference between the, the being in the presence. Oh, hallelujah. Having the Spirit of God in your presence and having the Spirit of God in you as a person. It's a major, significant difference. Major difference. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, came into their lives on the day of Pentecost and upon the disciples and those that were close to Christ. First, this Comforter fell upon them in that upper room where they were seeking and praying and asking, and then they stood up out into the crowd and thousands of people gathered around and Peter preached to a large crowd of people and he preached about what was happening, the experience that everybody was witnessing and the things that people were feeling and what they were in the presence of and what this was all about. And finally, as he was preaching and he was preaching about Jesus and, and preaching about Jesus resurrecting and, and look, Jesus is our Lord and Savior and all of this types of stuff, finally the crowd couldn't contain their desire any longer. And they asked out in Acts 2.37, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? We've got a question. we got to ask, what shall we do? And to which uh, there was a clear, I need you to catch this, uh, there was a clear and definite answer in Acts 2, 38 and 39. He, Peter, said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call imagine that if you would imagine that with me if you would a complex question that has eternal consequences was asked that day and a clear and precise answer was given no second guessing, no covering their back, no wishy-washy, a straightforward answer to the questions of the crowd that there is something that you need to do, that there is an action that you need to take, that there is a prayer, hallelujah. There is a prayer that you need to pray. Uh, come on, I'm telling somebody here today, you need to get connected, uh, amen, uh, to what they got connected to uh, when they were filled with questions uh, and they didn't have the answers. Uh, they got uh, connected uh, to the answer. Amen, repent, uh, repent, uh, repent, uh, repent. Uh, you say, well, I don't know uh, if I got any sins. Uh, repent anyway. You say, I've repented of everything I can think of. That's good. Do it again tomorrow. Do it again the next day. Repent unto God for things you can't even think of. Ask God to cleanse your heart of things uh, that you may not even be aware of quite yet. Don't get stuck on one air. Repent. God, wash me and make me clean. God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I'm in need. Uh, hallelujah of cleansing. I need you to forgive 
me. I need the blood. Hallelujah. And then you repent of your sins uh, and you begin to talk to Jesus. Uh, you begin to ask him, Lord, uh, what am I supposed to do now? I'm repenting every day, but what am I supposed to do now? How am I supposed to deal with uh, my past? Uh, how am I supposed to deal with the, sh the shame and, and the guilt uh, that I feel? I know, I know I'm forgiven of it, but I still feel this guilt and shame. Uh, I still feel like I'm kind of by myself sometimes. Uh, I still feel like there's more. You ask Jesus. Uh, you ask Jesus uh, because I know what he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you what he already told you. He's going to say repent and then be baptized. Oh, hallelujah. We got a baptismal tank here. We got ways to baptize people no matter when it is. Uh, any hour of the day, uh, we can make it happen. When you get a decision in your heart uh, after you've been praying and talking to Jesus uh, and he says it's time, hallelujah, for you to go down in a watery grave of baptism. You need to say yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. You say, well, preacher, I was baptized as a baby. No, preacher, I was baptized. Uh, amen. As a teenager, they sprinkled some water on me. I was baptized, uh, and they told me uh, I was baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, uh, in the name of the Holy Ghost. Uh, well, I'm thankful for every step of faith that you've taken and based upon your belief uh, and knowledge at the time, but you got to get into the Word, uh, and you got to study out, uh, and you got to ask Jesus. Uh, just ask Jesus. You don't want to take my word for it? Don't. Ask Jesus. He's going to show you in his word uh, that everybody that was baptized uh, was baptized in the water completely, buried with him in baptism, raised again in the newness of life. Uh, he's going to show you in his word uh, that every time somebody was baptized, uh, they were baptized in the name, uh, one singular name. Uh, there's only one name, hallelujah, under heaven uh, given among men uh, whereby we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus. And every recorded baptism in Scripture is done in Jesus' name. It's done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. You say, well, that's not how I was baptized. Well, guess what? Maybe it's time to ask Jesus. Maybe it's time to ask Jesus about it. Oh, hallelujah. Because, because we've got a promise from God. We've got a promise that we can be filled with this comforter. Oh, hallelujah. That once we are cleansed, God is not going to move in and dwell in an unclean temple. Know ye not that you are the temple of the living God. He is not going to come in and share space with our sin. But if we repent and we're baptized, hey man, it prepares us for the whole purpose. And that is so that the spirit of a holy God cannot just be around us. Hallelujah. But be in us. Be in us. And that's the comforter. That's the comforter. And so they told him clearly, decisively, what they must do. And then it says in verse 40, and I'm, I'm coming down here to a closing. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Save yourselves. Now, if you read that verse all by itself and didn't read the context of the chapter, you could get the total wrong idea. You could get the idea that the Bible is just telling you you need to do it, deal with it yourself. Hope you can make it. Hope you can survive. But now that we've read a few other scriptures, and you can read the whole chapter, read the whole book of Acts, I challenge you to read the whole book of Acts. Now we understand that when he says save yourselves, he's saying do something with the knowledge you've just gained. Do something about the offer that you've just been made. Do something about the information that you've just learned. You asked us, what must we do? 
You asked us because you felt a, a prick in your spirit. You felt it in your heart. You, and I promise you right now, I can feel it under the unction of the Holy Ghost. There's people listening right now that are feeling it. You're feeling it wherever you're standing. You're feeling it wherever you're sitting. Whatever room you're in, no matter what you're doing. Amen. You might be sitting in your car somewhere, but you feel it. You feel the presence of God. You feel the presence of God. And it's coming on you. And you've got this burning question inside of you. What must I do? What am I supposed to do now? What comes next? And I'm telling you, I didn't just make this up today. I use the scripture because I want you to know that the word of God is true and faithful. And I'm telling you, I'm challenging you. You got questions? Ask Jesus. You got questions? Ask Jesus because he's given you the answers. Oh, lift your hands and just love the Lord right now, just for a second. Lift your hands and love the Lord wherever you're at right now. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I glorify you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. This might be a good time right now. Let's take just a moment. This might be a good time for somebody to repent. I got a little more preaching to do, but this might be a good time for everybody to repent of their sins right now. God in heaven, I pray that you forgive me. I pray, God, that you'd cleanse me of anything, Lord, in me that is not, uh, Lord God, uh, in line with you. I pray for any sin that I've committed, anything in my thinking, in my heart, God, Lord Jesus, uh, any, anything that, that is not, uh, Lord God, uh, good and, and, and that does not line up with your holiness and does not line up with you Lord God anything that is against you or against your word I pray that you wash me I pray that you cleanse me I pray that you forgive me I pray that you forgive me in the name of Jesus oh hallelujah I'm praying in the name of Jesus oh hallelujah amen everything we do amen in word or deed we do it in the name of the Lord we do it in the name of Jesus and so we can call upon that powerful name and we can save he says save yourselves he's says do something ask and you shall receive believe in faith and it shall be given unto you he says hallelujah amen ask jesus ask jesus ask jesus because we live in an untoward generation because we live in an untoward generation they they lived in a generation that denied christ and was running towards destruction. They lived in a generation that was struggling. Struggling to understand how to connect with God. They lived in an untoward generation. We live in an untoward generation. Peter said, get off. Come on, get off that boat. Get, get out of their fast lane to pain. Get, get out of their, their way of doing things. Forget the way society is telling you you're supposed to deal with this. Come on, when's the last time society came up with a great answer to the problems of the heart and the problems of the mind? All we can come up with anymore is just another medication that somehow finds a way to make you worse than it does make you better. All we can come up with is this, this, the, the society now that has just decided that maybe we should just accept all of these things uh, and maybe uh, maybe we should just start celebrating all of these things and instead of feeling bad about it we should just try to convince ourselves to feel good about it but the problem is uh, amen when nobody else is around uh, and when you're all by yourself uh, in the depth of night uh, or looking at yourself in the mirror you know that it's not something you should be celebrating you know you're dealing with issues and you're dealing with pain and you're dealing with problem and you're dealing with sin and struggle and addiction that you shouldn't be dealing with but you haven't found an answer anywhere and you've asked everybody but have you asked Jesus? I'm telling somebody right now, have you asked Jesus? Just ask Jesus. Just ask Jesus. Trying to get somebody to pray today. I'm trying to get somebody to call upon the name of the Lord today. I'm trying to get somebody to look, amen, amen, a little higher for your answers. But you need to take that lifeline that's been offered because of Calvary. You need to take that life change and that eternity change that is only found in Jesus. You need to, you need to reach out and grab it today. You need to reach out and grab it today. Maybe you're hesitant. Maybe you're hesitant to ask today because you're not sure of the outcome. 
Jesus was talking to his disciples one day, and, and Jesus is talking to them, and they seemed confused, and they didn't understand. And we begin to realize that the reason why they didn't understand what he said is because they didn't yet know who he was. He was saying things that they didn't understand because they didn't know who he was. And Jesus replies with this in John 16, 24. He says, hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. He says, up until now, up until now you have asked nothing in my name. Jesus says this. And then he says, ask and you shall receive. And then he says, that your joy may be full. Oh, hallelujah. He says, I need you to understand something. You've been asking a lot of questions, but you haven't asked me. You haven't asked in my name. You need to get a revelation of who Jesus is, the mighty God in Christ, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's all in Jesus. It's all in Jesus. And he says, he says, up until now, you haven't quite understood that. But he's like, but there's going to come a time. He says, you need to start to understand that you can ask me, that you can ask Jesus, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. You know, it's possible you've been asking the wrong questions to the wrong people. It's also possible you've been asking the right questions to the wrong people. <laughs> Maybe we're looking for answers where answers are never going to come from. Hallelujah. But if you get an understanding today of who Jesus is, you shall ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Do you want to know the difference between being full of fear and being full of joy? The difference is just ask Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands unto the Lord, somebody. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord if you believe that that's true. Somebody shout unto God. Amen. The difference between being full of fear, oh, hallelujah, and full of joy is just ask Jesus. Just ask Jesus. Just ask Jesus. That's the difference. Because when you ask other people, they might just compound your fear. When you start looking for government to help and you start looking for help from other different communities and they don't really know, that might just cause more fear. But if you'll ask Jesus, he says you will receive and your joy will be full. I know I'm preaching to some people right now that need some joy in your life. You're desiring for some joy in your life and you can have it today on this blessed Sunday morning in your home. You can have it today if you'll just ask Jesus. Just ask Jesus. Just ask Jesus. Just ask Jesus. Lift your hands and begin to pray right now. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to stay with you just for a little bit, but I want you to lift your hands and begin to pray. Amen. In a minute, in a minute, we'll go to some music. But right now, I want to stay with you. I want you to lift your hands right there wherever you are. And I want you to cry out to Jesus. And I want you to begin to call upon the name of the Lord. And I want you to know in your heart uh, that when you ask, uh, amen, of him, you shall receive. I don't care if you got tears running down your face right now. I don't care. If you don't worry, don't you worry about the people around you right now. Amen. Don't worry about everything that's going on in your life right now. Don't worry about the distractions that are presenting themselves right now. Lift your hands under the heavens. Amen. Lift your hands under the heavens. Amen. Close your eyes if you need to and call Jesus. 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 If you haven't repented of your sins, start to repent of your sins. Oh, hallelujah. If you need to know about baptism, let God begin to talk to you about baptism. Ask him about it. Amen. If you've got things that you're battling with, if you're struggling with, if you don't know what the answers are, start asking Jesus right now. Start asking Jesus right now. Now, start asking Jesus right now. 
Start asking, come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray and ask Jesus. Pray and ask Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. My God in heaven. Come on, you don't have to look at the screen no more. You can hear my voice. Amen. Don't even look at the screen. Just ask Jesus. Lift your hands right now. I wish somebody would take some boldness in your home right now and show the initiative and start leading the way and just start crying out to God. Just start crying out to Jesus. Jesus, I've got so many questions without answer. Jesus, what am I supposed to do about this? Jesus, what are you trying to accomplish? Jesus, I've come to ask you today. I've come to ask you today, Jesus. I've come to ask you, Jesus. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. If you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and you repent of your sins, I want you to know right there in your living room right now, right there in your home, amen, the Spirit of the Lord is there. You are feeling the Spirit of the Lord. You're not feeling the Spirit of the Lord that is here. You're feeling the Spirit of the Lord that is there. He is with you and your family right now. If you're all by yourself, He's with you right now. You are not alone. Jesus is with you right now. I wish you would lift your hands and begin to pray and cry out to Jesus. And if you be... You repent of your sins. I want you to begin to worship him. I want you to begin to love him as the only one who's able to forgive sin. Hallelujah. Only Jesus went to Calvary. Only the blood of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Can wash away our sins. And if you you feel that forgiveness wash over you, and as you feel that love uh, begin to wash over you, I don't want you to stop uh, with the presence of the Lord in your house. I want you to keep praying until the spirit of the Lord is in you. I don't want to just be around it. I want it to be in me. I want you to cry out to Jesus. Amen. If you've repented of your sins, cry out to Jesus. Begin to love him. Begin to worship him. Begin to say hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest praise. That's the highest praise. Hallelujah. 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 I love you, Jesus. I worship you. Thank you for loving me this much. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for being your presence that I feel right now. Thank you for your love. Just begin to worship the Lord. I promise you right now, somebody in your home, amen, you can be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives the utterance, which is what the Bible declares is supposed to take place when the Spirit of God comes inside of us. I wish you would lift your hands and cry out to God and begin to seek after the Lord. Oh, Jesus, I want to know more about you. Jesus, I want to be filled with your spirit. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you and we hope you have a great week. Thank you.